Hey guys, welcome back to the Looking Busy podcast, Woo! episode four. Woo-hoo! Here we are again, your weekly dose of all things faith, current affairs, and just kind of stuff going on in the world. We are the Looking Busy podcast, or as one reviewer said, marketing might be fun after all. Love the podcast, full of fun, facts, and friendliness. Thanks, Dad. So anyway... <laughs> And guys, that's not actually a joke. That was actually my dad. So um, thanks, Revresh, in the iTunes podcast reviews. So guys, if you want your review to be read out, just like my dad did, leave us one. And it might be you surfing the waves. But anyway, without further ado, we're just going to have a little chat, catch you up on our weeks. How's it going? Leslie. (laughs) Um, it's going great again, as per usual. <laughs> yeah. Nothing's happened. Not true. Again, oh. as usual, since we recorded the last podcast, Leslie's had a crash. <laughs> <laughs> Someone drove into me and drove off, so it wasn't actually my fault this mm. time. Actually, you've now you've you've taken extra lessons like the past lessons yeah so i'm I'm taking past plus lessons which i think if you've just passed they're really good or if you haven't driven for ages but because i've already been driving on the motorway actually my driving instructor might listen to this they're great They are great, guys, honestly. Keep you safe. And just in case my insurance company are listening, I'm loving my past plus lessons. Not a waste of time at all. Did not crash. (laughs) Guys, Leslie turned up at my house on Friday to record a spoken word. And um, she had this crash on her, well, this scratch on her car bumper. And um, we'll put a picture up on ACAST if you want to have a look. <laughs> I've got a photo of Leslie applying a tube of toothpaste it works. to her car. It works. Like, did it work seriously? that time again? Yeah, it did. Like, I've got loads of toothpaste in my work. car now. Her but car just smells like minty fresh. And that's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing. <laughs> there are worse smells. There's worse smells. All right, Ness, how are you doing? How's the marathon training going? Yeah, I've started, um, but I'm on the treadmill and there. Uh, Okay. I need to get outside, but uh, yeah, I've not actually stuck to a plan yet. I'm still researching mm. because I feel like a lot of the plans are like 16 weeks or 20 weeks, and I'm a bit ahead of the game. I've got, I think, 28 weeks. Right. Um, you know, always ahead. Um, but yeah, no, I started just just you know easy runs. Did a 3k, and then yesterday did a 5k, so taking it easy. But my time's really slow, so I'm not gonna look at my time for a while just getting there just getting into it i always find running on a treadmill so boring like i can run so much further outside than inside like i'm literally bored i never i never go on the treadmill in the gym that is the one thing that i avoid i'll do everything else but that because i enjoy running outside but it was raining it's dark I don't like running in London when it's dark because I need to run with a head torch. It's about, it's about to get darker. <laughs> so then I'll... 28th of October. Imagine this with a head torch running around. Oh. I actually can't imagine that. Really, I've, I've done it before. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. so extra. <laughs> 
So if I'm running outside, I'll do it on Saturdays. So during the week to get mm-hmm. my cardio up, I'll just stick to the gym. Nice. So yeah. Nice. nice. What about you? Um, what have I been up to? Ready for the stag? Oh yeah, it's my mate stag do this weekend. So stag, stag, stag. Everything ready. I'm <laughs> not going to say stag. what we're doing in case he's listening to this hours before it kicks off. But uh, and you know, it's the best podcast yeah. to listen to. <laughs> All you guys that are getting ready for your stags, you know that we're your number one place to come to. Look <laughs> <laughs> is available to organise your stag day for you. No. no. Have you enjoyed the organising process? No. No. Well, I actually, so this is something I would say, I was like fairly involved in organising our wedding. And I think this has been nearly as stressful as a wedding. Because wow. trying to get like a group of nearly 20 guys in one place at one time to get everyone to pay the money to make sure everyone signed up for the right stuff to make sure they're all gonna come with their lunch boxes man it just made me realize how disorganized yeah. men are in general it's hard i think it's because there's two types of millennials i feel like there's the really super organized got my life together like you know trying to Yes. 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 Trying to one easily. <laughs> trying try to like, you know, I, I plan ahead. And then there's the other millennial that's like <laughs> I'm barely waiting. <laughs> Alright. That's not me. No, they're just like free flowing. Yeah, with the flow. Go with the flow. Yeah, like just living life. So it's really hard because I think um when things need to be organised, it's like, you, you're just not that organised, but it's how it starts to mm. affect other people. Mm. Well, enjoy. If you've got any tips, guys, for me to be more organised, please oh, let me know. I've got lots. I'll I actually meant on. people listening. That's fine. <laughs> Mess as well, just send them over. If you need any help, my recommendation. If you need any help with your organisation. I've got books I can send your way as well. Yeah, if you need any help, yeah. comment and Mess yeah. will send you. <laughs> so we're going to crack on with this week's topic, food, meat-free millennials. And this is coming off the back of kind of, you know, um, trends that we've seen in the world today, kind of meat-free Mondays and the rise of, flexitarians where people you know will eat maybe uh, vegetarian kind of diets throughout the week and then maybe at the weekend they'll eat meat or maybe they'll be vegetarians most of the time then if they go to a friend's for dinner they'll have meat if it's been served I've got a friend who will always say I'm a vegetarian but if someone's already cooked dinner and there's meat there I'll eat it which you know as the uh, vegetarian one of the podcast makes me very suspicious of them. How can you say such a thing? But anyway, we're looking at this topic this week because we've been reading some stats online that talk about the particular drive that millennials have been pushing towards sustainable consumption in the UK. And I was reading an article on Populous earlier, and I'll just quickly quote kind of what that says so that we can have a basis for what we're going to talk more about as we discuss this topic So they write, there's a clear trend towards sustainable consumption in the UK, and this is great news for our health and the environment. Smart businesses will be taking steps to capitalise on the demands for ethical, sustainable sourcing, meat-free options, and more information about health and nutrition. According to our survey, millennials are largely responsible for this trend, 
19% of the group say they intend to eat less meat over the coming year, while 66% reported that they wanted to be able to choose plant-based options from menus. So that's a really good base for us to start this topic on, um, talking about eating maybe less meat or being more conscious about what we're eating. Obviously, Leslie and Ness, you both eat meat. Um, but first of all, just going to ask, would you say that you eat more meat or less meat than perhaps when you were growing up and you had other people in control of what you were eating for your lunches and your dinners? Yeah, so I um, my mother is from Mexico and where she's from is called Monterey, which is really close to Texas. So it's very beef heavy. So I grew up kind of with the understanding of a meal's not a meal without meat. Mm -hmm. But our food was always beef because that was like my mum's favourite and because she was out of her country I think when you cook foods from home it makes you like be less homesick and stuff like that um, and it wasn't till I went to uni that I lived with two vegetarians and I started to kind of cook myself mm. um, and I think I always was under the idea that vegetarian it was more expensive because yeah. I think beef is probably one of the cheapest meats to buy nowadays. Um, and and actually, I think I, I didn't know the effects of how of beef was to our environment and our mm -hmm. world until maybe two years ago, maybe when Meat Free Monday came in. Yeah. Um, and I definitely, like, I try and avoid cooking beef. I probably still choose to eat out and have beef. But I try and, yeah, as much as I can maybe to like once a week if even um to cook red meat i'm actually quite similar similar to this not that mexican but um, <laughs> <laughs> but um i come from like a congolese background um and majority of our meals do have meat so i feel like even if i gave my mom a meal without meat she would be like ah where where's the meat so yeah. like She'll be so confused. You'll think the meal is not complete at all. But my relationship with meat has always been weird because I've always wanted to stop eating meat, but I can't. So last year, I actually, at uni, I didn't really eat that much meat, but that's because I couldn't afford it. So it was just easier not to have meat. But I had noodles most of the time. So that was just Classic. Classic <laughs> but, uni <laughs> living. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Big beans. <laughs> last year, I stopped... Super, you've got oh. to. Last year, I stopped eating meat for like six months, and then I started again. But it's like every time I got come back to eating meat, it's like I, I it comes back with a vengeance. Like I'm having <laughs> like <laughs> Ness and Luke will know that when I have um my salads, I have salads from some like from time to time, only sometimes though. But it's like proper barbecued <laughs> meat, like. Yeah, I have a problem. <laughs> so to answer the question, I would say that have I think I have been eating less meat, but I still do eat quite a yeah. lot. Mm. But I would say I've only started eating less meat since I've become aware of the effects of it. If I wasn't mm. aware, I wouldn't eat less. Yeah. Sure. Because I enjoy the taste. I like, um, I also think like we're under the impression that we get most of our protein from meat, which I have vegetarian and vegan friends that um that i know you can get that from pulses and other things mm. so i think we're just under the impression that but it is just through 
seeing the consequences um, and knowing them, like I was reading up about it, and because they talk a lot about carbon footprints and things, and to me, I'm like, farming can't be that bad. But when I was looking at it, it was just looking at like, okay, how's the food grown? What's the land used? How's it transported? Yeah. How's its packaged? Like, are they they're cutting down forestry for fields for the cows and um so there's just so much of it that is contributing to carbon footprints and Mm -hmm. we're we're now at a tipping point probably with especially with probably beef that we need to do drastic changes and i think it's one of those things that for a long time actually people saw vegetarians as like almost like hippie kind of people like oh you're only doing this because you love the animals and Mm -hmm. actually there are some real implications to the fact that we you know eat meat as a world in the way that we do and you know one of the biggest things really would be just for everyone to eat slightly less meat you know this podcast is not telling people that you have to give up eating meat full stop but it's just you know that kind of encouragement and challenge actually we just need to check ourselves sometimes because we do have a responsibility of how we treat in our planet and is is this way of living sustainable because you guys are convicting me (laughs) (laughs) and that kind of i guess what we've been talking about there leads on to my second question to you guys of do you feel a responsibility for your eating habits just touched on yeah no i definitely i read somewhere that just said the statement um of let me just find it avoiding meat is the single biggest way to reduce your environmental impact on the planet so that above like there's so much obviously stuff that goes on like our heating our like um car transport plastic all this stuff but it put that above it um saying that that we obviously contribute in all those things but that um by eating less meat is this is the biggest factor currently yeah. that we could be doing yeah and i totally agree with you i met a girl i went to like a um, christian aid event actually and there was a girl there and she said that she stopped eating meat. And I was like, oh, I, I, I think I was just, just the same way you said about how um, people, I did, you always think that they love the animals and all, yeah. all this stuff. Not saying that that's bad, but she was like that her job, um, within the job she's in now, she has to take loads of flights. So she goes that when she took into consideration the amount of flights that she has to take, she was just like, she can't continue to eat meat. And I feel like just seeing her take responsibility kind of made me think and also i think even listening to you talk now and just um hearing that the amount of meat that we're actually eating does play into um does play into account because you just feel like food is nourishment it's something that you just have to do a lot of us don't actually think about the effects that it may be having but it is our responsibility mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. and we should be stewarding the earth for sure i think whenever people ask me kind of why I don't eat meat, so I'm like a pescatarian. I mean, eat fish maybe like once a week if I'm really craving that kind of texture. But um, people ask me why I do it. And at first it was a New Year's resolution to really test myself. I am one of those people that, like you say, a meal is not a meal without meat. And very easily on a Saturday I could have a full English breakfast, have like sausages for lunch and then have like more meat for dinner like chicken at Nando's or something like I would happily eat like meat for three meals a day (laughs) but actually like I gave up and I thought it was going to be really difficult but it's so easy to be like vegetarian I don't know how easy it is to be maybe a vegan or 
some something else. I don't know what else there is out there. There's probably so many names for yeah. meat-free people these days. But actually, like a vegetarian diet is really easy. I was pleasantly surprised by how easy it was to be. And a lot of people kind of say, you know, well, if you're a vegetarian that is eating the meat substitutes, you're just lying to yourself. Like, what's the point in being a vegetarian? But actually, like you say, the whole reason that some people were doing this is because of the environmental impact and I know that that for me was one of the contributing factors to me kind of keeping it up longer than the year thinking actually this for me isn't sustainable the way that I consume meat in my life and so I want to try and make a difference and actually really like say to myself you know like you're a Christian you've been told by God to take care of the earth to look after it and am I taking that responsibility seriously enough in some of my choices like eating food and yeah we can we'll talk about some other of these topics in later weeks like fashion again like the way in which we consume fashion is unsustainable to a lot lot of people say so for me this was one of those moments where I felt really convicted I thought okay well I'm going to change my eating habit so that I can feel like I'm really contributing in a positive way to this kind of area of my life and so went for that never really looked back I think it's so easy people always you know question do you miss me but actually you know, nearly two years later, I can say I don't miss it at all. Not even Nando's chicken? Not even Nando's chicken. <laughs> oh. And my go-to meal at Nando's used to be a full chicken and a salad, so... Full chicken? Yeah. No sides? No. Just or the salad? Yeah, yeah, little, little side salad. <laughs> <laughs> As I kind of touched on, what what is your opinion on... Uh, Christian ethic towards eating meat yeah. and other stuff. So I um I remember I used to like I used to whenever I had vegetarian friends or whatever like you're saying normally their parents were probably a little bit hippie-ish. <laughs> um and um I remember just thinking you know what God like gave us animals they probably were for food I'm okay with it mm-hmm. like I was I was totally like. I'm happy with it, so that's fine. But also probably because of my upbringing, like, because I had a lot of meat and I never saw it as um, overconsumption in any way. But then, yeah, I just, I think recently I've just kind of um, just having everything in moderation. Like, obviously in Genesis, when God mm-hmm. put, um, created Adam and he asked him to take care of the land, he asks him to, like, um, be, a, like be a gardener, to look after the animals, to look after the plants. Um, and if this is is if overconsumption of meat, especially beef and pork, is affecting our environment, is um, causing all of this carbon dioxide increase, and yeah, going into land that um, like forestry for fields and all that kind of stuff, then I think it is something we should be looking at a bit more of being like, okay, mm. what, like even just praying into it for direction yeah. and. Um, because I think like a lot, I know a lot of friends as well, they have this opinion of, well, we're not, Earth is not home. So they're not entirely like, they don't see it as like our mission is to, is people, not necessarily the planet. Yeah. But I do, when you read Genesis, when you look over the start of Genesis, when God says that, it's almost like he's giving us that as to take care of. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we do need to be a bit more thoughtful about it and to see our consequences has an action and what are those and if they are bad if they're creating um 
yeah, if they're creating effects that is hurting the planet, then we definitely should be um should be the ones that are changing yeah. and shifting that. Yeah, I totally agree with Ness. I feel like um Christians we should also be leading the talk in um yeah. in basically the conversations because at the end of the day if it is affecting the planet we should be the ones that want to protect yeah, the planet that true. want um our planet to be better because we know that god created it and we're looking at it thinking wow look at this beautiful creation that god's made and it's like for us to then just be like oh forget it i'm just gonna eat a beef burger and even just i, don't, I just feel so convicted because mm-hmm. even like how easy it is for me to go into maybe McDonald's or even today I went like I had a double I had a cheeseburger not <laughs> <laughs> and it's like we did a long lunch break <laughs> <laughs> it's like I had a cheeseburger and I don't even feel good now like some I I, I think I ate too much I feel a bit it's a bit too much information for the podcast but I genuinely don't feel I feel a bit that bloated and it's like I know people do say that there's, there's also a certain amount of meat that we're supposed to consume anyway yeah. so there's also health risks as well that we should be considering um not saying that you know like Luke said before that you shouldn't eat any meat but I just feel like like you said as well Ness, everything in moderation and I feel like we live in a society where we're such consumerists so we're so into like give me give me give me let me have like you can you can you you can before it's like there's certain restaurants where you had to go to and order your food now you can just go and uber eats or deliveroo <laughs> because you know we're not sponsored by any <laughs> <laughs> there are other options just there. eat yeah. yeah just eat but they can literally just the food's there and it's anything that you want and it's like as christians we shouldn't be feeding into that society yeah. we should be the ones that are kind of like obviously everyone knows self-control is my i have a problem with self-control <laughs> <laughs> we should also be we should be the ones exercising self-control and be like you said you, you eat red meat but you have you know you'll try to do it once a week like even yeah. luke says i eat fish but i'll try to have it you know once a week or twice you know a fortnight whatever it may be and it's like you don't actually need to have it every day but sorry i ramble no it's good <laughs> and like we just want to always say that we're kind of not the experts of any of these conversations that we have we're just wanting to start a conversation and so if you've got views that you want to share with us or if you think that we've said something wrong then you know get in contact hit us up on instagram you know give us an email and we can continue this conversation really as we kind of go on in the next couple of weeks but they were kind of just our thoughts on this week's topic of millennials kind of driving that forward and i think I'd really encourage if you, like Leslie, feel convicted listening to this podcast on your meat consumption, why don't you just try doing meat-free Mondays for the next month, maybe? Tag us in and we'd love to see kind of the creative recipes you're doing. You know, hit hit us up and we can send you some nice veggie meals that we've made before in the past. So, yeah, give that a try and tag us in it and we'll shout out some of the best veggie meals. Yeah. What you looking at? We have reached the segment of the show where we talk about what we are watching, listening, and reading. I'm going to talk about what I am watching at the moment. As you guys know, BBC, we can't lie, is throwing out some fire. fire. So, at the moment, I'm watching a series 
called The Cry. I'm going to try my hardest, guys, not to give <laughs> too much <laughs> away. <laughs> yeah, good luck. Last week, I just spoiled everything. If you don't want to hear spoilers, <laughs> no point mute that the bit, podcast for the next two minutes. Just listen to our podcast. But, um, Hashtag, a... and then they moved to Australia. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a couple, and something terrible happens to them. Really, really interesting drama. <laughs> You trying to knock those is, so is it is it quite dark? Is the show quite dark? It is quite dark. Ooh. Mm. I probably quite, would like it. Yeah, it is quite a dark drama. A bit I think if you like crime, yeah. you'll like it. If you like mystery, if you like a bit of murder, there's a bit of murder in there for you. Mm. Um And have you finished watching it? No. The only reason okay. I haven't finished watching it is because That's I physically can't finish watching it because oh, not out yet. Oh no. So I have to wait. But it's one of those weekly releases that you know. Yeah. Happening. You have to Teaching wait. Us. But just for a little, you know, extra, I'm also watching the happy Hamlet. Oh my oh. days. <laughs> the good place. I also recommended that last week. Uh, yeah, the good place that Luke recommended last week. How, so how many episodes have you just I, blasted through? I finished everything. So if we can please pray for self control for me. <laughs> Basically, guys, when we do this segment, <laughs> Leslie uses it as her like excuse to blitz a whole thing in a week. So we first of all recommended Teacher's Pet. Blitzed it. Leslie did it in less than a week. <laughs> we recommended A Good Place. Leslie is caught up to it in four days. And you know, the thing is, I can't, I keep saying the wrong name. I keep saying Happy Place. Yeah. I don't know why. Good day. Good day. <laughs> but um, I do love it. It's a good show. So if you haven't watched it, you should also watch that show. <laughs> Done with my recommendations now. <laughs> All right. On to me. So I have been reading. Um, in my Bible app, I have lots of different translations. And Ooh. I recently added in the Passion Translation. Um, I'm trialing it. I'm not super uh i'm not going to like highly recommend it or anything like that i'm just seeing what it's like but i have read into it i know a lot of people are saying um to not recommend it because it's not um probably similar to the message um there it's just a lot more emotions involved they add a lot more words it's not necessarily looking at the meaning of the words um for instance, I'll just give oh. you a little example. Here we go. God. From Luke one thirty seven. So the ESV says, For nothing will be impossible with God. But the Passion Translation says, No promise of God is empty of power, for with God there is no such thing as impossibility. Yeah, it's a bit different. So it just yeah, it does change it a bit, but it just it opens up the text a bit more, expands it. Mm. It doesn't necessarily reword it, but um, I would put the Passion Translations in quotations. I would say it's more of a paraphrase. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's I'm it's not more of your Insta quotes kind <laughs> of vibe, guys. Yeah, that's true. But I'm I'm just using it in like my daily devotions. I'm not using it as a study or anything like that. And so I'm just checking it out and seeing, you know. Adding more emotion into my morning. Come on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How's that going? Uh, yeah, I like it so far. I kind of, I always, I have the, you know, in your Bible app, there's the option to, you can click like reference and you've got all, you select the different translations you want. So mm-hmm. I have like five different ones. 
So I'll oh, always, um, so my go-to is always Holman's, mm-hmm. which is like readable King James. So that's my go-to. That's just what my Bible app's always on. Um, but then it's I have rogue translation <laughs> to choose as your number one man. Um, and then I just have things like King James, or I have ESV, and then I have the Message. So I've just mm-hmm. added in that, and it's mm-hmm. interesting to just I like comparison. I like seeing how like even just how the message has said it differently I, yeah i totally agree with that i, I always go to amplified and then jump back no one goes amplified there no we had a guy at my old church who whenever did a reading would do amplified <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny it's like all of that and and then and i love amplified but anyway not that popular i do though. listen actually surprised and shocked <laughs> To hear the message. Um, I do find sometimes when I'm reading, because I read a lot of scripture on my phone, so sometimes when I am, which I know a lot of people like, you know, like Luke, they like the Bible, the actual mm-hmm. text. Come on. But you know, got to get places and Bible's heavy. My my handbag <laughs> can't fit a Bible all the time, but my phone can. Um, but sometimes I'll be reading it's not going in, so I'll just yeah listen to it, and I'm getting really into listening to it these days. Mm. Good. Yeah. So. So they still have the like American man. Yeah. Who reads it? Yeah. He's so funny. And God said. Maybe we should add in a Scottish commentary. Let's see how that goes. I'm not sure we should do that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Moving swiftly on from um, talks of scum, scumish Scottish narration of the Bible. So you're waiting to say scum there? No. No. About to walk out this room there. No. Better together. <laughs> if you don't know, that was satire. That was a reference to the Scottish <laughs> independence campaign. <laughs> to the referendum. Indie ref. We're not going to ask how Ness voted because that would make things awkward on this podcast. So, on to what I'm listening to. I've been listening to a song this week by... One of my friends, a guy called Josh Gorton, who has recently released three tracks, which are like worship songs, I'd say, but they're more poetic than kind of traditional mm. congregational songs. And so I'm not sure if you'd normally hear these songs in church, but they're still real songs that kind of help hold a weight of theology and actually really take you on the kind of a journey through a song that kind of explore different like areas of faith that aren't often sung about in church so this one that he wrote recently is called perfect father and it's basically about um last year him and his wife went through a really tough time and i'll just read what he wrote about the track when he released it on facebook he wrote it's here have a listen to my latest track perfect father this one means quite a lot i originally wrote it for my wife mez shortly after our first miscarriage around a passage from the bible she'd been holding tight onto a promise for ashes to be traded in for a crown of beauty. The song and its sentiment have resonated with people as I've sung it in different places, and I'm really pleased to finally be able to share it with the world. Enjoy. So we're just going to play a little clip of that now for you to listen to. Instead of ashes, a crown of beauty. Instead of sorrow, a robe of praise. Yeah. 
And so as you can kind of tell just from those lyrics from that short preview, this is a real um, journey that he's been on with his wife through this time. And it's a way that he's been able to put um, to music kind of that time that he has just been clinging on to God as a perfect father and reminding himself of those promises. And so I'd really recommend to you if you feel like you're struggling with your faith or if you've been through something you know, really hard recently, just to put this on and be reminded of the promises of God, that he is that perfect father to all of us. And though life can be really tough sometimes, and it looks like just everything around us is kind of devastating, that actually there is one who keeps his promises. So yeah, Perfect Father by Josh Gorton. Go listen to it. So yeah, if you have any recommendations of what we should be listening, watching or reading, please send it over, email us. Um, but also, if you've got any topics or anything like that, we'd love to just hear um, what, yeah, what you recommend or what you'd love us to chat about. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can email us at lookingbusy at new-wine.org or you can hit us up on a DM on our Insta or, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, but if you're not already, follow us on Instagram. It's lookingbusypod. Yeah. Looking busy, poor quality content. Um, and quality. thank you so much for tuning in and listening. We are um, really enjoying doing this, and we hope you have a good week. Have the Please best week. Rate, subscribe, and give us a little review. Um, we'd love for this to get out so that more people can listen in. So yeah, we appreciate everything that you send our way. And see you next week. See ya. Thanks. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Looking Busy podcast. We are your... Leslie, you didn't shut the door properly. Sorry. Basically. (laughs) No, I can say it. That's in the... I I should give it away. I haven't given it away. (laughs) I haven't given it away. That's what what BBC has in their synopsis as well. They're like, something happened. That's the whole first episode. (laughs) You can't say that. So do you watch the first episode not knowing...